Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. As you can probably hear, we are in a truck traveling home from Wyoming. I'm Trevin Stolzfus, and I am with Lane Walter and Tanner Vernon. What's up? Yo. What's up, guys? How we doing? We're doing great. That was a great, that was a speedy, great adventure we just had. Heck yeah. Lane, set the scene. I'm sweetered out. That's the scene. What? I'm driving home. I'm, it's the opposite of sweet. <laughs> Swoot. Swoot. Yeah. So I, uh, Lane's driving. Yeah, Tanner's, Lane is driving like he's done the whole trip. Tanner is in the passenger seat. Co-pilot. It is, it is your truck. It I is your care. truck, Lane. I don't care. I'm in the back uh, running the electronic equipment, and we're going to share with you a little bit, a uh, little bit different. This hunt was kind of a last-minute thing. Um, where Todd Tackett, who, if you've listened to the other podcasts uh, with the Kentucky Elk, um, you got to meet Todd. Todd actually uh, works for a company that does some mining, and they have uh, a mine out here in the Gillette area, and it has some ground on it, and we were able to pick up a couple of uh, antelope tags. So uh, we came in here, Lane, what was it, the 30th? 30th. Yeah, Le- left, left Colorado about 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And uh, jetted up here, met up with them, and uh, actually uh, it was pretty fun. It was, it was quite oh, it a was bit. it was a blast. Yeah. It, it really was. I was just joking about the suited out. Like, I'm sad for the way it ended for me, but for <laughs> uh, that's my own fault. It was, a, dude, it was a super fun hunt. I had I, – I, I didn't know how much fun I was going to have antelope hunting, and this is the second antelope hunt I've been on this year, and it has just been so much fun. Way more fun doing it with a rifle than it is doing it with a bow. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, You know, and all of us in here are bow hunters, but all of us have nothing against rifle hunting um, and actually have done our fair share. Um, I'm starting to get something against rifle hunting. I suck at it. Well, <laughs> Give me a bow. So uh, just real quick, take a second and talk about – uh, I'm gonna. I, I want you to talk a little bit about you, what you guys were shooting, because I didn't even bring a rifle. I just kind of bummed you off of you mooched. guys. Um, but the rifle that Lane had was the rifle that Avery, my daughter, took on her first deer hunt in Wyoming when she killed her first buck. So yep. Lane, thank that you is, for that. Uh, yeah, no problem. That's my uh, 6.5 Creedmoor. It's a uh, Christensen. And it uh, it shoots great when there's not an operator error going on. Yeah, so. it's funny because my daughter really shot that really well. Yeah, no, it's a great shooting gun. I just got it for my birthday in September. My wife got it for me, and it's my first real rifle that I've had since the 300 Win Mag I got when I was 16. So it's really the first gun that I've built, and I love it. I've only put. 20 some rounds through the thing just basically broke the barrel in got it sighted in and handed it off to handed me handed it off to you and then i got then i got it back a couple days before this hunt and never went out and shot it again just because of time restraints and came back out and had it out here so yeah it was really my first right it was my first time hunting with it and it's a great gun i love it yeah uh, i think one of this this winter i'm going to do some trigger work and make that trigger about half as light as it is now but other than that i'm not going to touch anything else on it and tanner uh talk about what you what you were uh toting around yeah so mine is a custom built uh 300 wind mag it has a remington 700 action and a 
proof research barrel um, and then it's got a, vor a vortex PST gen 2 scope on it and uh, I uh, actually paid for the gun one of my good friends builds rifles and uh, I was able to pay for the gun with uh, money that I made off selling antlers and uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty sweet gun. Some people are going to say the 300 is, you know, a little overkill for antelope, but I just don't pay any attention to that negativity. You don't need that <laughs> negativity in your life. Nope. I don't need it. Did you ruin any meat? Uh, no. High five. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, we uh, basically the way this ground lays out is, um, well look like antelope country yep. it was a lot of open and there was quite a few goats uh we we talked about uh when we got up here uh we met them it really was just about shooting light and uh started driving around and right away we found a couple of goats um and then ended up finding one that looked decent and of course what happens nobody wants to be the first out of the <laughs> gate right yeah, and if, and you know part of it is uh, there was uh, Todd was with us and Jer and Jeremy, and uh, um, Jeremy's also uh, works for the mining company, um, and they didn't want to shoot first, and so of course I I really want people to have a good time and I want them to feel relaxed. So and you're not bashful at all. And I'm not bashful. I mean somebody's got to go first, or else we're just going to walk around being courteous <laughs> and nobody's going to get anything killed so i was first up we saw those goats and you guys did you have something in mind when you were thinking about what you know what type of antelope you wanted to shoot or trophy quality anything like that uh well i mean i think you always want to shoot a you know just i mean everybody wants to shoot a 90 incher so i mean right. <laughs> so there's that but i mean you come into this knowing that i mean the I mean, there's probably not a 90 inch running around, but I mean, and, and I think there's a lot of the kind of the same size, like low seventies goats around here, which is a great goat. Um, yeah. so yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, yeah, like an 80 incher would, would have been awesome, but I mean, I think you just kind of gotta, there's just going to be goats that look good to you, you know, whether it's narrow and they hook back or they have that perfect heart shape or they're wide or they tip forward i mean big cutters little cutters i mean uh, so i think for me i was just kind of looking for you know decent mass decent cutters cool shape and uh, i don't know about lane that's uh, about the same for me i wasn't going to hold out for the score on antelope to me it's what looks cool i wanted something with that heart shape that to me that heart shape with that flared out is kind of what i was wanting what i was looking for that would trip my trigger and uh i just wanted something with some mass to it i don't want to shoot a really spindly one so i i don't feel like tanner and i were too picky but we were kind of picky and uh yeah it came down to the wire because of that well yeah. we, we don't need to jump ahead because yeah, no. i mean you know honestly i think the cool thing about it is we've all hunted antelope before right we have some history uh, and experience, let's just say that. There's some experience definitely that, that we had with Todd and, uh, oh, I should, over Todd and uh, Jeremy, who've never hunted antelope before. And CJ, who also actually works for the mine here in, and does all the land, deals with all the land, um, uh, just, just all the minutiae of, of, of having 
a bunch of ground out here. He takes care of making sure it's not trespassed on, and you know, I'm sure he does. Uh, he, he guides some other hunters and stuff like that. Well, he was out here because he knows the property, so it was cool to get to know C.J. Fisk. He uh, he was with us the whole time. So we, we're in two trucks. We're going on these dirt roads and stopping in glass and goats, and 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 so finally we get there's a herd and, and there's a decent uh, antelope in there and so everybody's kind of getting out and everybody's kind of looking at each other and I said I'll do it you know and and I was actually going to shoot uh, a Tanner's gun just because I hadn't shot it before I and uh, um, and CJ said hey you want to shoot mine and I said well what do you have he said well it's a seven seven mag and uh, um, and then he pulled it out it had a suppressor on it I'd never shot a rifle with a suppressor and of course I'm trying to jam earplugs in my ears you know if I'm gonna try and go shoot this uh, beast of a of a gun and uh, he's like you won't need that so that was kind of cool I mean uh, he had uh, I think a Huskamaw scope on there and we ranged the antelope and he dialed it in just to get everything uh, factored in and drift and drop and of course the antelope wasn't what 250 yards maybe yeah i mean it wasn't like it, i was shooting an 800 yard shot so and i laid down and got prone and and uh, he did tell me he said this trigger pull is it's really light he said so you'll get on it get yourself set and then you know as you start applying pressure it's going to surprise you and that's kind of what you want anyway so i get nestled in there and and uh yeah it, it did exactly what he said uh, as I squeezed everything tight, got the crosshairs lined up, started to apply pressure to that trigger, and it went off. And it sounded kind of like a hiss, like a—I mean, it, it's not silent. No. But it was pretty quiet. Yeah. It was pretty quiet. And so, uh, right away, uh, made a good shot on that. Where did I hit that? Right behind the shoulder? Yeah. yeah pretty much. Just— which was where I was aiming. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good shot. And then, uh, and then we took some pictures, admired it, high five the whole nine yards, right? So that was pretty cool. We kicked it off with that, and uh, I was feeling pretty good about not uh, missing because uh, Todd is one um, a great guy, uh, just great friend of of all of ours. But Todd is one that will not let you live it down. <laughs> Would you would you would you guys agree with that I have statement? To agree with that, yeah. 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 So there's no there's a little pressure about performing because of the fact that you know you're gonna get it if you if you miss. Yeah. Um, he he even you know when we were elk hunting, uh, I think you rip off a bugle first morning and some cow in the distance moves uh, <laughs> a bovine, not a elk, but uh, and of course he just says oh all you can do is call cows you know <laughs> so he's he doesn't let much slip by so then uh what happened next then after so we shot mine and then shot yours and we drove around a little bit found another group oh yeah that was todd when, todd was yeah. up next wasn't he yep. yeah and uh todd whacked that one of his well we uh, got out and um i was actually of course we're trying to film some of this and you know uh, just kind of capture the adventure and uh, not necessarily like we would film a tv show you know with multiple camera angles stuff like that we're just kind of 
uh, I think Lane, you you had a camera, and Tanner was putting his phone scope on to uh, to capture the the hits and this and that. And uh, I was getting set up uh, with the spotting scope to uh, see if I could, you know, video it through the spotting scope. And uh, he shot, <laughs> and the antelope disappeared. Yeah, he went right down. Yeah, made a great shot. And uh, he was really happy with that uh, antelope just because of the, he really liked that heart shape. And that, that goat really. That's a good looking goat. Yeah, he, I mean, again, it's, we're talking a lot of low 70s, high, high 60s goats. But this goat was really pretty in the fact that it came out and made that, you know, really perfect heart shape. So he was really pleased. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess Jeremy was after that, huh? Yep. Jeremy was right after that. This is we, this is all within a couple uh, hours. Probably yeah. two hours. Yeah, I guess. Was it? That's what you. What, you think that's what it was, Trevor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hours? I would say. I would say all three of us killed within three hours. Within three hours, probably. Um. And. He Jeremy actually passed on a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he was so, a little bit pickier. Yeah. Then Todd and I, Todd yeah. and I basically got out of the truck and the first two that uh, when CJ's like, well, what do you think of that one? Sure, I'll shoot it. Um, I've never been. Uh, I've never been accused of being a trophy hunter. No. So uh, at least I'm <laughs> consistent. Um, and so Jeremy actually got out and he did have a. Uh, a bipod on his on his, I think he was shooting a 308 yeah but he didn't use it he he shot that goat offhand I think because the grass was so high yeah and uh, and it wasn't but I thought 120 yards maybe I mean it was a pretty close shot where we when we got on those ones and uh, and then he ended up it ran a little ways and he ended there's some deer and he ended up uh shooting it again so that was uh it went right down after that second shot and that was probably the biggest if you were to look at score his his goat was probably the would have scored the best wouldn't yeah. you agree yeah his it was, yeah. It was pretty heavy um it was a really nice heavy goat about i mean not much taller than uh the other two but good mass a lot heavier so it was, yeah. it was a really really nice goat so that was pretty cool. And then we spent some time just looking at the property, and we saw some elk, and we saw mule deer. It was really cool. Yeah, we saw a bunch of mule deer. Um, quite Yeah, quite a few antelope. I mean, we probably looked at close to a, between 50 and 100 bucks. I don't know. Oh, yeah, as far a lot. As, we as looked as at a lot of bucks. Yeah. Um, and then that nice bull, couple nice bulls. Um and when you're saying bucks, you're talking mule deer. What? No. Or you're uh, talking antelope. Antelope. antelope right. Bucks, and yeah. then a bunch of mule deer. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, nice bull elk. And pretty, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool property there. Yeah. For sure. Now, before we go on and, and talk about you guys, because you guys kind of really, uh, you, you pick through and you decided, you know, we just, you wanted to, you didn't want the hunt to be over. So we had half a day today. Um, but before we talk about that, I, I want to bring up a couple of things. We have this chasm, it seems, between rifle hunters and bow hunters. 
Do you guys agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not everybody for sure. There's there's a lot of people that um, are very okay with doing whatever. Um, but yeah, it seems like I don't know. I don't know. Can I be honest? I I feel like when I was younger, I fell a little bit into that category. Yeah. And. I don't know if it was it was part of it was pride arrogance maybe you know the fact that oh it's harder to bow hunt it's harder to uh you know create uh, or, or or get to that close distance that it takes for bow hunting and yet um you know now as i get older what i realize is that any form of legal weapon all it does is it gives you more opportunities to hunt. Yeah, it yeah. really does. It extends your season. And and uh, so when we're sitting here going, well, and you hear this constantly, I think, in social media, Instagram, stuff like that, um, you know, this idea of, oh, somebody posts a picture of a, an animal. Did you kill with a bow? Like that is um, something that would either elevate or diminish uh, the trophy quality or or uh, quality of the adventure that the person had yeah. uh, killing that or harvesting that animal uh, killing that animal harvesting the meat would be a better thing and I think that's a little bit of a it's sad um, for me uh, I enjoy I think I enjoy bow hunting so much because of what it entails to get ready for it. I like shooting a bow. Plain and simple. Yeah. I like shooting 3Ds. I I like messing around, playing with different setups, arrow setups, you know, all of that stuff. That's not so much... Uh, in, in my world I don't do that with a rifle yeah I could see where these guys get into r- their loads and and calibers different and playing with different stuff like that energy and now all of a sudden you've got a scope where you you know to be accurate out to 800 and a thousand yards man that takes some talent that takes some skill that takes some practice yeah just as it does for me to hit a target at 60, 70, 80 yards, you know, you don't, you don't step up and do it necessarily automatically on a consistent basis, of course. You've got to practice. Yep. So, um, I think that's, I think it's kind of cool. I I mean, I, uh, today, uh, there were some longer shots taken today and um, the, uh, the fact that you know, a 600-yard shot with the right caliber in the right hands is a very, very makeable shot. Yeah, and I mean, it's not something to take lightly, um, but neither is a 70-yard shot with a bow or a 60-yard shot with a bow um, even. So, I mean, it does, it, it extends your range, but um, I don't know. It's definitely not just, it's not automatic with the rifle. I mean, I've, I've proven that. I hunted all last week for a deer, and uh, 
you know, I finally got an opportunity and uh, wasn't able to connect, but I mean, it was, I could have killed, I could have killed small bucks um, with a rifle, but I could have killed those same small bucks probably with a bow um, just as easy. And it just, it's just not, it's not automatic. Uh, like some people make it out to be right for sure and i think we we lump rifle hunters uh all into the same category in regards to okay you're rifle hunting so therefore it's on the on the easy scale or 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 toughness scale it's it's much closer to the easy than a bow hunt. Where in fact, let's be honest, when you're hunting whitetail in the Midwest to the east, what's the length of shot there? Oh, 50 yards, 60 no, yards. No, probably, no, probably not, probably 30 is a long shot yeah. there just because of the topography and the, and the, the terrain and the- and the Reputation. Yeah, so to say that rifle hunting's easier than bow hunting comparing that to a antelope hunt where you're spotting and stalking with a bow you know now that's much different that's much more difficult wouldn't you agree oh 100% so with that being said uh, we have to be very careful about lumping all of those together because if we do I think we we diminish in a roundabout way, we're diminishing that person's adventure. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. So, you know, um, yeah. So a, a rifle hunt uh, is so, and, and it was fun because we did get a chance to spend more time together. Uh, because of the uh, uh, the accessibility of shooting, two, you know, a 200-yard shot was very, very makeable. Um, well, you... You can have the, a couple other guys around. We can, we can, you know, have a couple opportunities that were blown, and it's not the end of the world. Where perhaps bow hunting, uh, it, it might have been. So uh, I, I wanted to throw that out there because for us, we've primarily been bow hunters uh, without back outdoors and, and the show and stuff. At least I have. I know Lane, you have too. Um, but Tanner, you come from where you you do a lot of rifle hunting. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, uh, the past few years, I really haven't. Um, I mean, the last time, I guess like 2014 was the last time I I shot anything with a rifle, and I, I'd killed a couple deer before that and an elk. Um, but I, I mean, I also mainly have just, I've just bow hunted since, since then, then, and then the last year or two. Um, I've really kind of started to get back into it because I, I did start um, hunting with a rifle and uh, I don't know I just if I if I just only hunted archery at this point with what I do and everything I just would not have near the opportunity to hunt that that I do with a rifle so that, that's that's the biggest thing with me and I don't I mean I've, I've had guys you know tell like oh you're hunting with a rifle what the heck but i mean <laughs> it's either sometimes it's either hunt with a rifle or don't hunt at all yeah so yeah. yeah well and and you know it's it's funny we talk about this because 
I just got a voice message while we were out here when we came back into service, and it was the Colorado Division of Wildlife calling me and letting me know that somebody had turned in a Unit 44 4th Rifle, which was my first choice uh, for deer this year, and I have 17 preference points, and I didn't draw it. And apparently I'm second or I'm next on the list. So I have the choice right now of either taking that, accepting that rifle tag or turning it down and, and considering my choice or my chances in the future. And so the options on the table are, and I think we all would agree that Unit 44 fourth rifle is one of the best possibly the best mule deer uh, it's arguably the best and there's not a whole lot of people that would probably argue um statistically it's the best right unit yeah. in the entire to state. kill big a big buck and not just the state one of the best in the country yeah, yeah. in the world yeah. yeah so i'm i'm at a little bit of a crossroads not a crossroads that's not the right word a quagmire let's let's say let's throw that word out there because i have the opportunity also to get a landowner tag that's close to the house that I can then in turn hunt with with my daughter okay and it has decent uh, deer uh, usually they come in during the rut and then they disappear but if I get this tag and accept this tag then I can't hunt that but I can still take my daughter so in a way I can still hunt it except that it's going to be my daughter that will be will be shooting so I've called Adam. I've called uh, Drummond Lindsay, who's a friend of mine, um, uh, who's a, a big-time mule, t- mule deer guide, um, sheep guide um, also, and, and then, of course, talking to Tanner. And for me, I, I'm not guaranteed that tag next year. Right? I mean, we, yeah. looked, at the, we looked at the specs. There's over a lot at, of... There's, there's like 10... There was 13 guys that applied with 17 with your amount of points. Uh, there's 15 tags given out, uh, and I mean that cho- that quota is, uh, you know, it's yeah. So there's going to be one change. more guy with more than that that already drew it to throw in that group. Yeah, because he turned a tag back in, and then there's always people that just jump in with a lot of points. They're like, "This is the year I'm going to burn them." Yeah, if you look, there's you know a couple guys with 20, 22 points that drew this year um that so there's always going to be that somebody that has 20 or whatever and says this is the year that I, exactly. I need to hunt it so you're not for sure not guaranteed right so the t- i think that the smart thing for me to do and i think this is where we're going is i'm going to accept that tag which in turn uh it's going to change some plans which is okay uh change some plans in the fact that i'm going to get uh i have to sh- cut short my uh, kansas whitetail hunt which is okay because i can even go back after that but the opportunity to hunt this unit uh fourth rifle is it's pretty special wouldn't you agree oh yeah yeah i would (coughs) i would do a lot of things to have that tag i won't won't really say but i would do a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) and of course i said uh, my thing is well I'm not going to accept it unless you can go with me, Tanner, because it's one of those things that this, you, uh, you have a passion. I enjoy hunting mule deer. 
but you have a passion for mule deer that is it's an obsession with it's mule an deer. Obsession. It's not yeah. a passion. Yeah, it's yeah, an that's obsession. True. That's true. I have a passion up. for mule deer. You have a stinking obsession. Yeah, you might need to go see, talk to somebody about that. I mean, I know I have it. I don't want to. Anybody fix it. that would rather hunt a deer over a bighorn sheep is crazy. Or or, or an a stupid, elk. Stinky elk. Oof. Or an elk. I mean, anyway. Okay, now we're getting on a. <laughs> now we're going down rabbit holes. So, uh, it's kind of this is trip has been uh, actually unique in the fact that we got to hang with some great guys we got to see a lot of animals a very very target rich environment and uh and in three hours we had three critters on the ground yep now i'm going to turn it over to you guys because now it was your show all day from sun up to when we left let's let's set the table well, we got out there that. right after this morning. We got out there right after sun up, basically right at sun up, and well, found some goats in the same spot as. What well, I mean, we got we got to say something about yesterday afternoon. Well, I mean, we talked about that a little bit. We saw a lot of stuff, but we were just being kind of picky. Yeah, like, we, we looked never at, seen anything that kind of tripped the trigger. Yeah, we just we looked at a lot of freaking goats uh, yesterday, and. Uh, a lot of goats and i i think at sundown it's like right after shooting light we found something that both of us were like hey we would have shot that if it was a half hour earlier and um, if it was not on the neighbor's if it property. wasn't on the neighbor's property that's that's right that yeah. was on the neighbor's property we didn't know when we were looking at them but then when they came up they're like hey you guys don't even need to look over there because yes. you, you can't shoot them anyway yeah yeah so yeah that's about how yesterday went we just looked at a lot of goats and then this morning we went out to where we know there were, there's been goats every single time we went to that little windbreak and there's still goats there and we looked at them and we're like ah well we come back at the end there wasn't anything. yeah there was a couple of decent bucks in there yeah, yeah there's some there's some nice bucks in yeah. there there was a lot of bucks and there was a bunch that we just we couldn't see from that point they were they were kind of in a depression so um, yeah there was just there was nothing at that point that we just needed to shoot so we drove around some more and we finally found one that tanner was like i'm gonna shoot that guy yeah he was he was cool he was pretty heavy he went pretty much straight up he did he did curl back um but just pretty narrow go with good cutters and uh you told me something interesting, Tanner. You said, "I have a wide goat. I want a narrow one now." <laughs> yeah, I do. I have a, I have a really wide, uh, exceptionally wide antelope. So um, I had no, no problems, and we looked at him from quite a ways off. And I mean, you know, he's not a monster by any means, but um, you know, really a really good, respectable goat. And we looked at him from a long ways, and. Um, weren't sure and then we kind of circled around and got back on him and uh you know seeing seeing him within a few hundred yards i uh i decided that he was one that that uh i i would shoot so uh we we got on him and uh i ended up missing him and that was interesting because there was some you were you were getting in a prone position, but the grass out here stands a foot, maybe a, maybe 18 inches tall. Yeah. And so you kind of got to get a little elevation a lot of times when it's flat, unless you can get up somewhere on a, a little bit of a rise so that you can get above that grass to shoot. And so the first time you set up, you didn't even, you couldn't see them. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I could see him, but it was just shooting through that grass, and I mean, I, I didn't want that, obviously. So I had to, I had to reposition a little bit, and uh, and uh, ended up finding a spot where I could see him good, and I, I think I ended up shooting high on that goat, um, and then they took off. Yeah, the shot, uh, it felt good. Um, I don't know. It was about four. It was 400 yards, I think. And uh, you know, I so I mean, my gun's dropping um, for sure at that distance, not a ton. Um, so I, I compensated for a little bit, and I think Lane and I kind of had a little miscommunication. <laughs> oh yeah, I told I told you I told for the wrong dope for that uh, chart. So I, I dialed to what Lane said, which I mean, it's not obviously. I not. told eight when it was supposed to be six. Yeah, so I, I shot, I shot a little high, and he took off, and uh, so I mean that that's maybe on both of us. And then we ended up getting around him and got back on him, and uh, they weren't really sticking around. So I. I we got on them, I got set up, and it took him a while. They were kind of just walking off. Um, they were nervous, and it took him a while to finally give me a shot. And I, I got another shot, and uh, I mean, just barely over his back again. <laughs> and uh, so I can't really complain there. I had I had my opportunities, and uh, he was a nice, definitely nice goat for sure. But just I mean, how, I don't know how far. Probably just couple inches over his back on the on the second sh- on the that last shot there oh yeah an inch <laughs> if that we got that one on video that's you were able to watch it a couple times afterwards yeah. it was just right over i'm surprised he didn't drop for the concussion man that thing was <laughs> it was a close miss so yeah so he ended up kind of getting away from us but yeah, so after that, we found a couple other ones. Um, I was going to set up on one, and he ended up going on the neighbor's property. So then uh, we came back and got set up on some other ones, and I finally had a shot. And that was a 300-yard shot, apparently. Um, I had it, I dialed it for 200. I was thinking, I was looking at it. It was going to be a faster shot. So it's like, adds ah, 200. I think I'll be good here. I knew that I only had to hold 1.8 over at 200 yards so i basically put the crosshairs just a little high on it and squeezed off and uh nobody saw where the shot went but they said all said i missed yeah i I have no idea honestly how that where that went um but he was i i think i was on the wrong antelope when you shot initially so that's man i i squeezed (laughs) that one off i felt really confident on that one um but yeah just missed and they all ran off and so then we went back to that wind break and we're like all right we're gonna we're gonna shoot something here tanner and i uh, both got out and there was one that was shoot trevin how f- we probably parked the, the truck on the other side of a ridge well we didn't see him he was down just over yeah i saw him when we were pulling up when we, when we were pulling up we're like hey that one is right there right that's a yeah. nice one i was like i'll shoot that one tanner got out to get set up to shoot at a different one and it happened quick and i think i let myself get a little nervous and it was a freehand shot. He saw us or he heard us and he started booking out and he got out probably to 150 and I freehanded it and whiffed. Yeah. Well. And then right after that, Tanner shot. <laughs> after, after you shot the first one, I. And I, boom uh, goes the dynamite. I uh, 
you got, got in position down, quite rapidly, didn't yeah. you? After that, when they were kind of starting to, like antelope do, they were they weren't going to stick around too long. So I, I ran over to a little bare spot, laid down, and there was one at about two fifty, two sixty, and let her rip. Yeah, and you uh, you dropped yours. I uh, I whiffed mine, so I <laughs> I can't complain. I got my shots. I had my opportunities. Yep. I. Uh, I definitely think it was operator error and uh, not the uh, not the rifle. Yeah, but well, we're gonna make sure that if we, uh, Trevin uses it on that deer hunt, that it's a uh, little bit. We're gonna confirm that it was operator error. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I had a blast on this hunt, man. It was so much fun, and this is the first time I've picked up a rifle to hunt in over ten years, and. Uh, yeah, it's not as easy as just putting the crosshairs on on him and pulling the trigger. Yeah, yeah, I think I think, and I I'll be the one of the first to admit that I do think that with a rifle, there's a part of me that's like, oh, this will be easy. Yeah. Oh, that definitely was going through my mind. Well, that's why I was passing those bucks, dude. If I if I was worried at all about the shot and my ability to shoot, I would not have passed any of those antelope on the first day. Right. And but, for uh, me, apparently, I should have been uh, not passing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think just like shooting a bow, executing a bow shot properly, there's executing a rifle shot properly. Yeah. And um, it's it's not putting your head down, looking through the scope, and pulling the trigger. It, oh, it's definitely it, not. It's so there's so much more. And as I get older, I like to think that my that my uh, ability to to in in embrace new knowledge new techniques um it, it grows i don't think i know it all and matter of fact i know i don't know it all and so some of the things i've been learning because i just have happened to have uh been on in, in kentucky where uh when i was in kentucky um i shot that bull last night you know last ditch effort borrowed rifle but we did zero we did we did know it was zeroed in and i knew i had one shot and it was uh you know with tanner kind of reminded me to to keep my head down and to squeeze through the shot and to breathe and all of the different things and then the the execution of the shot uh i remember in that instance i pulled off three times to get myself gathered because i was breathing hard because we'd ran up the hill um it was not easy yeah. But when it all came together, it worked out. So um, I think there's a lot of correlations to accurately shooting your bow, where you're following through, where you're, you're pulling through the shot, you're, you know, all of the same things, but now you just happen to have a scope. You happen to have a, a, you know, a, a loud, loud percussion or, or, or uh, explosion, if you will. Um, but it's all still about staying in the shot. You know, uh, Tanner just brought a, a technique that she sh- he shared with my daughter, which was keeping your head down, looking through that scope. As you squeeze the trigger, it surprises you, but you stay down and you continue to look through the scope with the trigger uh, pulled for, you know, five six seven seconds after yeah, the shot an exaggerated amount yeah. right um yeah lots a lot of people a lot of people will um 
pick their head up or whatever on the shot and and me included i do think that in the past i have done that yeah and that you don't think a bullet um is going as fast as it as it does that that'll affect it but uh, you can definitely you know as you start to squeeze you can get in the habit of you know squeezing the trigger and looking up whatever and it will absolutely uh, affect your shot it's just like a follow-through with a bow yeah so well it was uh a little maybe for you lane maybe a little uh, piece of humble pie but still not uh, a damper on the adventure oh no i had a blast i would uh come back and do it again and i would, would redo this hunt the same way really um but just maybe sling more lead <laughs> earlier, earlier on earlier yeah. on yeah 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 no it was it was awesome i really enjoyed it and i really appreciate the opportunity you know that todd uh presented us with and oh yeah same i've here. come to really enjoy hanging out with todd right. um and uh that that uh banter and everything during the hunt is it's pretty fun Everybody, oh yeah, and you guys know you have not heard the last of it. Oh, for sure. Oh no. Yeah. So, oh, no. Yeah, especially you know, missing the buck I missed or whatever. He's, I'm, very confident he won't forget that. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's that's okay. That's good. We we need that. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure the next time we hang out, he's gonna whip his phone out so he can show people all the pictures of all the bucks everybody shot. He's gonna be like. <laughs> Hey, Lane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a picture of yours. Yeah, tag this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, the whole trip started out with, and we didn't go into this, but I do want to bring this up, <laughs> is when we got uh, to the property and met Todd and Jeremy and CJ, um, Lane realized that he never got his tag. Um, so Just a minor detail. He says it never came in the mail. And so then I Tanner forgot about it. And, and I, was like, I received ours in the mail. He received the exact same booklet that Tanner and I received where our tag was in with it. Yet he said he didn't get his tag. So the question is, did he throw away his tag <laughs> on accident? Sure I'm pretty sure it got put somewhere or thrown away somewhere or just anyway, not showing up. So the first whole first half of the day, you couldn't have even shot exactly. one. I would have shot at that one before lunch if I had a tag in my pocket. That one, I was like, hey, Tanner, are you going to shoot it? You should shoot that one. He's like, no. Nah. And I was like, if I had my tag, I would be, <laughs> shoot, I would be shooting at that buck uh, right now. I will say this, Lane. So, you were a lot more eager to shoot bucks when you didn't have a tag than when you finally <laughs> we didn't your see anything in the uh, afternoon that was really just awesome yeah hmm. in my mind you know no yeah not till that that last not till the not last, till the last night or the last uh last light right right well, so i was uh yeah i was super eager to shoot that buck and we came back and we we looked for him after lunch and we just never saw him right so and he was maybe we should somewhere. just looked harder well, and we kind of went on a walkabout, if you will, in, in, oh, in, yeah. in we the would, vehicles. We, and we wanted to check and out the did. property. And we did. We wanted to check out. We checked out some really cool yeah. areas on, on we, the property. And we ended up finding goats that were as, just as good or better than anything we'd seen. Right. Um, they ended up crossing the fence on us this yeah. morning. but uh, So it was, it was good. Yeah. Well, that's fun. And I, I you know, I just want, I, I want people who... Who listen to this to to recognize that for us, I don't care whether it's 
hunting with a crossbow hunting you know whatever's legal and extends your season god bless you yeah. and you know as long as you can enjoy it you know there's going to be laughter whether you're missing with a bow whether you're missing <laughs> with a rifle whatever i mean it would have been no different if you'd have, if you guys would have missed with a bow i mean you'd have still gotten made fun of just as much or whatever um but I feel like I would have been a lot more heartbroken if I missed with the bow. Right, because the maybe perhaps the opportunities <laughs> I, I really do. wouldn't have been I would there. Have been, well, not even just the opportunities. Like you put me in missing with the bow, I'm gonna really beat myself up more than missing with a rifle because I'm just more comfortable shooting my bow. Yeah, I would. So by this time that. next year, I'm gonna have shot this gun so much, I'm comfortable with this gun to the point. To, and when I took every single shot I took and I missed, I was surprised that I missed. Like I was confident squeezing off that trigger. I can shoot a rifle. I was very confident that I was going to hit that animal every time. There was not one where I was like a hope and a prayer. Let's make this hit. Right. Every one I was confident, and so I was surprised that I missed. But next year, that I better not be surprised. Right. <laughs> so that makes well, sense. Well, and then the other thing is when you're dealing with something like that where you have ranges and stuff. We were getting some honky ranges on a couple of those bucks where we just couldn't get solid ranges, and that's part of it. It's hard to range stuff out here in the flat. There's not trees. Uh, There's nothing you for know, it to pick you, up on. Your range finder, if you're you know, at 200 yards, if you're a foot uh, higher or something, you know, it's a huge. 600 yard. Yeah, it's a huge difference. It's 50, 60 yards. I literally, there was one time I was ranging and I ranged, it said 27 yards and I re-ranged and it said 280 yards. <laughs> and it was literally, I was ranging the exact same spot. Yeah, because it's just, it's flat out it's there. Just it's just so hard. flat. Yeah, it's hard to, it's, you almost need, you like all these range finders have, um, have threads so you could, you know, put them on a, tripod and right. I, and I've never ever done that before but I could see how that would be extremely you know, Lance helpful had that this year on his when we were hunting antelope in Colorado and it was phenomenal I think that's you know I've I, I have those Swaro uh, Ranger range finders uh-huh. uh, you know the the binos that are and I think I have the what would be smart is to put them on something like an outdoorsman or something because just like as if I was glassing and then I could range them then then you at least have the rigidity of the tripod so yeah that would be a good idea yeah yeah heck yeah well, that was, a, that was definitely fun. Now it's time for all of us to get back, or at least for Lane and I to get back for Trick or Treat. Today is October 31st. Happy Halloween to all of you out there listening. And uh, may all your uh, ghouls and goblin dreams come true. And may your Snickers... Uh, not be fun-sized. Not be fun-sized, yeah. Maybe <laughs> may you have the king, may you get the king-sized Snickers. But uh, it was fun. This was a great... Uh, different, a little bit different of a, of an adventure from from what we're used to, uh, bow hunting and stuff like that. But nonetheless, uh, it was a lot of fun, and the camaraderie was great. And I, I think the memories were made. And we'll see what we do with the footage because again, we were kind of this is kind of a last minute thing, and we've got camera gear spread out from here to i mean adam's hunting whitetails in nebraska and we got i mean we got stuff spread out so we don't have all our gear so we may do see what we see what we end up putting up with it and uh you know maybe maybe a little web clip or something like that uh little video for you know for for youtube or something like that but uh anyway 
Uh, as always, as we uh, try and pass this truck without dying, um, we hope that you enjoyed the podcast and um, you know, find out where your wild is. What what gets you excited about getting out uh, outdoors and and uh, and embrace that. Find your wild, embrace it, and God bless, and we'll see you down the road.